been, this has been this has been quite a journey because is that good or bad? Bottle Rocket I enjoyed more. Rushmore I kind of it lost a bit of its sheen. Yes. Royal Tenenbaums enjoyed way more. Yeah. This has lost its sheen. Yeah. Sheen. It's lost its sheen. It's okay. lost a little bit of a shmee. Okay. This one. Um, but I still don't know what my overall ranking is going to be. But I want to talk about this movie. Go. I wanted to talk through this process so that Marty we can fucking pissed. What? So. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast Quarantine Edition. My name is Hector Navarro, and sitting to my left is the Steve Z to my Ned. I'm your dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can go by Papa Steve. <laughs> Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Thanks, Kingsley. Hi. You're, you're very welcome. Um, uh, this is awesome. We're now starting week two of our Wes Anderson Watch Every so Movie. So week four? Of our of our quarantine. quarantine. Yeah, we've been doing okay. this a month now. Wow. Because we miss human beings. Mm-hmm. If you're just tuning in for this one first episode, because you're like, I like this movie, and you're now you're going to listen to these two knuckleheads talk. Um, we normally have Sometimes guests. during this podcast, like during these episodes, yeah. I'll close my eyes and pretend I'm talking to somebody other me than too. Hector. Me too, me too. And uh, like you just because, you know, yeah, like nothing you, against you, Hector. You kind of, I, like I close my eyes and I'm like, I'm pretending you're Nolan Fabricus. I'm like, mm, oh, who, man. Mm, yeah, who is this? I'm who is this? angry about yeah. something. <laughs> about everything. That's right. Um, uh, yeah, so normally we have guests. We miss our friends very much. Um, we want to get back to doing the 500 Greatest Films podcast, but you know, I don't even remember what movie we were going to watch next. There's no end in sight. I do. I what don't remember it? the movie, but I remember the guest. It was going to be Jason Charles Miller. Yeah. I do not Ooh, remember the movie. It was going to be something old. We just did Paris, Texas. It wasn't going to be or that. No, it was going to be a Ratatouille, I think. No. Was I think it? We might have had Ratatouille <gasps> oh, locked and loaded. Well, you know what? Now, I'm pissed. When we get back to it, by, by the time we get back to it, we should have a 3D copy ready to go, bro. Oh, fuck. We should have that 3D copy yeah, ready to go. I got the wrong one. We got, I know, I know. Wrong it code. Happens. Region, At this point, we free. just need to get a region free Blu ray, nah, 3D Blu ray player. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. That exists. I still can't find And then it'll work with our TV. I still cannot find Finland Mission Impossible Fallout in 3D. Like, Come I, on. Like, I can't. We're, we're, it's not even on. You haven't been to eBay. Finland? No. You didn't go and check? You know what? Maybe if I, yeah, maybe we should go. Yeah. Hey, I can't wait until you're finished that finding should, that. That should be the mission. Um, <laughs> so, Keller and I have been doing this thing where we're watching the, uh, you know, the first series was Mission Impossible. The second one is director Wes Anderson's filmography. Mm-hmm. And um, this has been great. This has been great. So, we're on movie number four. Before we get started, Keller, just just go ahead and read it off, dude. Grab your oh, phone. Shit. Get Get the dusty British guy out of here. Uh, get him out here yeah. and have Dusty hey, British guy. You can come back. He didn't mean for you to get out of here. <laughs> I mean, I know get out he knows here. It's your part. Get him out of wherever you were keeping him mm-hmm. and in your... Cupboard under the stairs. Thank you. And in your nicest <laughs> Harry Potter British guy <laughs> voice, uh, read what movie we're talking this about This is if Harry Potter never got out. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> it is. It is. He's a 40-year-old man who reads blurbs for He us. would be Dudley? Is that who he would be? No. I'm a wad. No, he would be no. p- even more pathetic. No, he never got the he never letter. Got out. So he just had to stay oh. in the cupboard under the stairs. Dude, what a fan. He didn't fic. even get he didn't even get the upgrade what a fanfic. to uh move into the bedroom upstairs. I want to read that story now. Because that only happened through fear. I know. I want to read that story now where he never got the letter. Sorry, I didn't did write he, that one. When did he Okay, outside of the letter, the events still occurred the same. So like that family still knew this kid has like is magic. Uh, but the, the even Dudley the Dursleys know. know the Dursleys, yeah, the know, Dursleys know up the to a certain point. Time. So at some point in his adolescence, he never goes to Hogwarts. He nope. doesn't meet his friends, and nope. for all intents and purposes, nothing like, good ever happens to him because he really Voldemort has no wins. actual skills. Voldemort wins, right? Mm-hmm. So this 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 fan fiction like alternate universe. Would no, be, Neville takes over. Well, would he? And then would he be able to do it? And Neville can fucking crush it. Cool. Then I guess I just want to read that. I just yeah. want to read the story of Neville doing it. Yeah. And him being kind of a little bit having more of a personality than Harry Potter yeah, yeah, yeah. just throughout the, the seven books. Or we can go even darker and what if Harry just died because his mom didn't love him? That'd be great. The only thing that saved him. Was his mom's love? Yeah, what if she didn't love him? Wow, that's really dark. Mm, I don't like that. What I don't want to do that. I don't, well, speaking of dark. Would have been Neville. What movie are we talking about tonight, old <laughs> British guy? <Speaking> dark. <laughs> the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. 2004. <laughs> director Wesley Wells Anderson. Mm. Did you add the H? To no. make me say whales? No, it's there. Much like the titular oceanographer, the life aquatic with Steve Zissou's overt irony may come <laughs> off as smug and artificial, but for fans of Wes Anderson's unique brand of whimsy, it might be worth the dive. 
Fascinating write-up. You didn't like it. I sent I'm it to fine you with it from now. Rotten Second Tomatoes. Time around. Okay, you're fine I don't with know, it now. Like, here's why. Because here's what I want to get into: Is Wes Anderson and are his films smug? Because I because I I read that and I'm like, ooh, I get this. I, I get this. I don't know how like because because it's not just because I want to talk about his first three movies and this one. Like right, the, all, all the stuff we've covered last week. I think that these terms are in the same conversation, right? These movies have irony. They're ironic. They're sarcastic. They're sardonic. They're dry. How would you describe, or how would you, <laughs> smug? What does smug mean? I just smug, forgot the here, word. Here's what I think smug means without looking it up, and maybe I'm, I should do that right now, but smug to me means a confidence that is sometimes earned and sometimes not earned. Smug to me is like a sore winner. It's like somebody who's like, like you're awesome, but you don't have to necessarily be a dick about it. And just a little like micro Showing conversation. Showing excessive pride in one's achievements. In one's, ati- in one's achievements. Now, achievements. Is, is smug the same as, um, uh, oh God, what's the other word? Um, I, I just It was in my brain and then it just popped up a second ago. Popped out a second ago. Um, uh, not masturbatory. You know what word I'm thinking of? I know what you mean. Uh, 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 er- not arrogant. What's the word I'm thinking of? Just uh, smug. Chris- I think the word Christopher smug. Nolan's films are sometimes... Uh, I know what you mean. Look up synonyms Not for smug. heady? No. But. No. Uh, it's a little, uh, look up, oh my God, I can't, I'm just I'm completely blanking. Guys, it's Sunday night. I'm, t- I don't know. I'm blanking on it. It's the jerk off motion. No, I know, but not that, <laughs> like not that, not that crass, not that crude. I'm okay. trying to think of, um. Anyway, keep oh talking. God. Oh my God. Do you feel that they are? What? Self-congratulatory? No. Superior, complacent, self-satisfied, no. puffed no. up, self-approving, well-pleased, goody-goody. Weisenheimer? Shit-eating. Wow. Those are the synonyms for smug? That's what I got. Is there anything else? I need another complacent, word. egotistical, pompous, there, self-righteous, okay. self-satisfied, okay. holier-than-thou, okay. priggish, conceited? Yeah, closer, closer. We're getting closer to the word. There's, Go there's, to Victorian. There's people listening um, to me right now, just like they're sc- listening, listening to let's us. Let's stop scre- screaming the word. Walking through the dictionary. Screaming the word. No, no, no. Just, I know what you mean. Go back to prejudiced, um, finical, tricksy, nope. natty, overconfident, jaunty, old maidish, crisp, self righteous, magnified, glib. Not self righteous. Overproud. It starts with an I. It's not ignorant. No. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I know like We both what know it. We both yeah, feel yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish we were smarter. We should almost start the podcast over because this This movie's is a little... <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that, now, that, now that you're off your phone, I'm going to pull up my phone. I'm yeah, going to see if I can I actually quit. find this I quit. <laughs> I oh, my quit. God. I so, but, want to reiterate that I only did what you asked me to do. You, yes, you did. Yes, and you did. I did not get what you wanted. Um. Oh my God! I need more. I need more. Let's go to thesaurus.com. So here's, uh, but the reason I bring it up. Self-involved. So uh, no, the reason I bring it up is because, um, <clears throat> let's see here. You went to yeah, you did. You went down to Victorian. Dear Lord, right? Arrogant. It's pretty Victorian. I found it. What? It doesn't start with an I. It starts with a P. Pretentious. That's the word I want to talk about. Would you say it's pretentious? No, but I'm saying that. To me, that's I get what, what it's right. To what me, that's people think. Correct. That's what smug is. Sometimes I think of. Do they actually have a definition on here? Yeah. See, definition. Here's of the thing. Here's the thing. Because I, I'm and I'm not trying to come down on Wes Anderson. I know you're not. But I'm not trying also, to come down on Christopher Nolan. Both of these guys and many other directors. Listen, and that's a different thing entirely. Correct. Christopher correct, Nolan's correct. films are pretentious. They can be. And actually, no, they are. It's okay. They, you they, can say they, that they are. Not. They're not. It's okay. Not all of them. 100 percent of the time. But True. there's moments in even his movies that I love there's, where I'm like, yes. this feels a little pretentious. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, is he smug to where? okay, you are a superstar, like you're awesome and you know what you're doing, but you're kind of being a little self-indulgent is another yes, phrase, yes. self-indulgent. So yeah, pretentious is characterized by assumption of dignity or importance, especially when exaggerated or undeserved, right? A pretentious, self-important waiter. Well, that's weird. That's a weird, that's a weird definition for it. But anyway, I bring this up because this is, a, I feel like, a valid, not necessarily valid either, but just like a common criticism, right? That of, people of bring the, up. Correct, correct. Here's the thing. Okay. 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 Let's do it. It's so weird. It is. Because the guy's have from different Texas. senses of humor. Correct. Correct. Is the thing. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you can even take into account that he is some dude from Texas. I know. And Which I think adds to the whole, that adds to the whole thing about Wes Anderson. Yeah. That made me truly like him more. And that sounds really fucked up. 
is that once it I found you out, like me more. <laughs> yeah, you thought I was from Alabama for a minute. No, you're like, I did Fuck not. This guy. No way. No yeah, way. No, you better not. And have then ever I believed went that about Texas. Me. Texas forever. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, first of all, whenever you learn where anybody's from, just kidding. Alabama's fine. Um, if you're if you're already cool to learn where a person's from is. I think is really only going to, because if a cool person comes from a place of like privilege, mm-hmm. you go, Oh dude, you're cool. Despite that. Thank God. That's awesome. Yeah. And if a cool person comes from a place of hardship, whether it's a place in the United States or around the world, you go, Oh cool, dude, that's awesome. You're cool. And you came from like a tough area or you you know, and you're you, able you to a tough uh, life and you're able to like be cool. Mm-hmm. Now douchebags, douchebags it, it always makes it worse because when you find out donald trump's like from fucking new york city you like, oh no fuck you're a huge piece of shit no dog. you're not you're not that that would be excusable from anywhere else in the world but you, know like, what I mean? but you don't even have anything to make you a piece yep, of yep, like yep. other yep. than the fact yes. that you're rich that's if it you are rich you're a piece of so shit. No, i didn't mean that but well, well kind of. mm, <laughs> you know well, no good no good billionaires, no mm, good billionaires. um hey, uh prove me wrong <laughs> give, send me give a me list money. send me a list i'll prove you wrong send me money i'll prove you wrong prove me wrong send me money we'll sell out yeah give us money <laughs> <laughs> but like when i learned that wes anderson who made again i forgot i forgot at what point in his it must have been before or around life aquatic because for, for me this was kind of a, a big entry level film for me mm-hmm. was like i had i known i'd known about rushmore i'd known about royal ten of moms then this comes along and it's very much more artistic and like closer to the wes anderson i think of today in terms of the animated style and you know all that the, all those stylistic things so whenever it was that i learned oh this dude's from texas again in my brain i'm like oh this guy must be from like vermont mm-hmm. new hampshire oh yeah, hoity yeah. toity harvard educate like this is where this artsy fartsy guy's coming from that made his like you know black comedies or dark comedies or or you know comedies for intellectuals and then you learn he's from Texas. And you go, oh, I'm so prejudiced. I'm so stupid. Like, of course, people from all walks of life come from Texas. It's a huge effing state. Like, it's, a, you know, so, but that does. The only that does, reason that people do that, though, is that do what? this is a comedy for intellectuals. Yeah. Because the opposite is horseshit comedies. That's true. Not necessarily horseshit comedies. Or, but there's, yeah, even no. the dumb comedies, there's yes. a level of intelligence there to is. them. Good ones. Like, yes, Step exactly. Brothers or Step Hot Brothers, Rod. Yes. Or, <laughs> which are or like, Dumb and Dumber. Like, yes, MacGruber. Only, yes. The dumbest of the dumb. And yet, yeah. There's there's a there's a there's a side of brilliance to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I could it's go a, to bat for those. But there's what so does, what makes those kinds of comedies different from these kinds of comedies? Because that's what we're talking about. Ultimately, at least up to this point, Wes Anderson is has made four comedies. If you had to if you had to categorize they them, are comedies. They're comedies. Yes. They're comedies. So what what makes his comedy different than what you were describing, more mainstream, more, you know. Well, number one, it's not about the jokes. Right. It's about character. It's about... Like, I like Adam McKay's movies, but some of them are too much just about the jokes for me. About dudes bouncing around funny one-liners. Yeah, and I do like it to an extent. But also, I would almost, at this point, Mm -hmm. rather watch Anchorman clips. Yeah, then like then the story the of whole Anchorman. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like people do that too. Like, Oh, definitely. Go it's to called uh, your friends yeah. quoting it to you yeah. 24-7 <laughs> for a solid 20 yeah. years. So so these comedies are, you know, pe- again, like, it's, you're right. People They're say, like a dramedy. They're like, there's yeah. emotion behind them. You yes. care about the characters. They're mm-hmm. well developed. And we talked about it in one of the previous episodes. It's that like cringe level factor. It's that awkward comedy. It's the comedy that comes from a stressful or uncomfortable situation. That Those, or it's just a very dry, mm-hmm. either visual or one-liner joke. Mm-hmm. But it's just zipping. Like nobody's yeah. dwelling on how clever they are in this movie. Right. It's just like, it cuts away. And it's like, you don't or, get it or you don't get it or you don't see it. Yeah. Because absolutely, that's just this. I don't know. So it, it's so such a. It. I mean, it's all down specific to, style. It I is. don't know, and it's all down to taste. It it's all like, comes it's down like, to preference. It's like you're saying. Like I remember I one get time, somebody who doesn't like this. Or yeah, like, it's too twee. It's too sure, cute. sure, 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 sure. And I remember once um, watch a Friedkin movie, dude. I was, I was like, <laughs> I was laughing at something on YouTube where it was like these people that were doing a parody of like skater videos from the early 2000s that people oh, yeah. put on YouTube or something. And I was like cracking up at <laughs> it. And one of my bosses, I think at Nerdist was like, that's not funny. And I went, sure it is because it's this, this, and this. It's and probably then, Kyle Mooney. And then, <laughs> his skate videos are so funny. And then the boss goes like, well, it, it, something's not funny if you have to explain it. And I think that's a really interesting stance because I completely disagree because all that means is that everybody just has a different context. Everybody has a different frame of reference. Yes. Yeah. It's it's the, it's like saying, you know, I can tell a joke in English to a Spanish speaker. 
I didn't just because it. they didn't laugh doesn't mean I'm not funny. It means like there's a context here that needs to be. So if the context is I'm from Southern California and I know what these skater video, like that's all that is, mm-hmm. is context. And I go, I grew up around that. How that's many hilarious. skaters of those skater videos did you see your friends post on fucking yeah. MySpace <laughs> constantly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, so that's what, I, that's what that comes from. So like, I don't know, like some comedy some comedy is universal but really it's what what is that most of it slipping on a banana peel most of it's not Mm -hmm. comedy comes from because there are people who will be like farts aren't funny and it's like they are it's like okay babies laugh at them they're universally funny ripping ripping paper is universally funny dude that shit's hilarious yeah but then at some point you go it's not funny anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) but not me yeah it's 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 yeah comedy is just supposed to be Subverting expectation, subverting expectation, right? Set up, and you think the setup is going to be a certain thing, and the punchline is supposed to be coming out of left. That's all comedy is supposed like. That's what it can boil down to. That's one of the many things it can boil down to. So this movie to, and its premise does that. Yeah, and it's I Jacques think that Stowe, but he's a deadbeat piece of right, shit who doesn't yeah. really know much. And I think that this movie won't work as well if you don't know who Jacques Cousteau is. Like that's still some that's context, you know, that you need or or kind of what they're going for. And it's true for, you know, I don't know what kind of context did you need for Royal Tenenbaums or for Rushmore or for Bottle Rocket. I'm not sure, but this one I feel like is the most Bottle Rocket. I don't know if you need that much context. No, other than maybe to have it's pretty relatable. Lived a bit of a life and seen what sadness is. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Maybe you need to know that, like, you know, immigrants from Paraguay work at hotels. Like, you're like, oh, okay, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's happening in the United States. Uh-huh. Got it. <laughs> People immigrate. Okay, cool. Um, Rushmore. Rushmore. You need to know a little you bit about a bit academia. Of class structures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Royal Tenenbaums probably need to know a little bit about class structures. Yeah, same thing. Also need to know A about little bit about New York, but Maybe a little really. bit about New York societal nonsense. Like, yes. Maybe no, like, have... You get someone talking shit about the New Yorker. You know why that's funny. Yeah. Maybe that's where you are. Yeah. And then with, with, that. with Life Aquatic, I think that it helps to... And I don't know really anything about Jacques Cousteau. You know enough, though. Like he was I know a, pop culture. What pop culture has educated me about second Jacques Second grade. SpongeBob. Everybody got to do... Yeah. Uh, Pick yeah. a celebrity and somebody. It was always Jacques <laughs> Cousteau. I always picked Arnold Schwarzenegger. You did? I did my. I think I was Jacques Cousteau. For I did. One of them. I did my book report on J.R. Arnold Tolkien Schwarzenegger. Too. Like in second, third, fourth grade, like every grade where you had to like pick a person, I picked him. That bums me out. Yeah, I know. Because, but again, little. Why kid, not Stanley in front instead? Oh man, that's a great question. I don't know if I did. I know about Stanley. I must have because I knew yeah, about, you know him. about him at seven years old. I knew about him at least. How how many years did the 1990s I cannot Spider-Man imagine cartoon you go for? when you were seven years old when you first heard of Spider-Man? Oh, I heard about Spidey when I was five. When you were five. I can't imagine you not being immediately like going to the credits at the very yeah. end and like well, going through everybody. My, you I've know, already looked at all yeah. <laughs> and written it all down. Yeah, in my laptop. You were a savant. Well, my backstory for that is that I was into the cartoons that were on TV. I And I must have told you this at one point too, Keller, but like I was watching the old Hanna-Barbera reruns of Fantastic Four, which was a show they did for a little bit for a hot minute in the 60s and had a kick-ass theme song. It was like... It's very like 60s, like Johnny Quest. That, so you got to mm, whatever. It's like Johnny Quest and they even had the same sound effects as, you know, gloop and gleep and shit when Mr. Fantastic was stretching his arm. And when I watched those reruns, my dad said, oh, hey, I used to watch this when I was a kid. And that was the thing that made me go, what? I can con- I'll, I'll connect with you. And then I went and... and they were playing the new Spider-Man cartoon and the Fantastic Four shows up and I was like, dad, look, it's like the guys you know and he didn't give a shit. Yeah, but course. it's like, that's part of the, but but then my backstory is, just for an end with our fathers. That's man. all this is. That's all this movie is. Oh my God. But then my backstory is, is that why it's worn off a little bit? Maybe. Fathers. Well, I want to ta- I want to get into it. Okay. Because it has lost, uh, lost a little bit of a sheen, but I don't know if it's, there I, are no I sheen think, brothers in this. I think I know, <laughs> Emilio, I think I know why it's lost some sheen, but it's not necessarily um changing your view i still this still might be my favorite of the four up to up up to this point Mm -hmm. but i want to get into it but back a second about the research you're kind of right it wasn't on the internet but my mom took me to the chula vista public library and there was a big hardcover book on the history of marvel so that's like i'm like stan lee jack kirby like i learned everybody and their backstories and stuff so i must have man i wonder why i didn't why you picked arnold i'm like i i think it was cool what was the first year that you did arnold 
it must have been like second, third grade. How, somewhere what in there. year is that? I'm I am eight, seven or eight. What Arnold is out. Oh, and again, here's the other thing. It doesn't matter what Arnold is. Arnold is like Terminator Two. Arnold, but you haven't like, seen that's that. That's the have Arnold. You? I think I may have. Really? Or pieces you of saw it. Terminator Two at eight? Uh, maybe. How old were you when you saw Jurassic and Park? Again, and you were maybe, scared maybe, as shit? maybe they show five, five, and maybe they okay. showed Terminator on TV edited, and maybe my parents showed me a piece of it. Okay. But I also remember Arnold was Jingle All the Way. He was oh, like he, he still had some kid stuff. Yeah, he did yeah, some yeah. kid stuff, mm-hmm. but it was also it was cop. also not politician Arnold. Yeah, it was kindergarten. Mm-hmm. It was like not politician Arnold. It was just like I'm an Austrian Here's bodybuilder. I made Honestly, it. I'm an actor. Politician, so politician that, Arnold doesn't exist in my mind yeah. anymore. <laughs> I didn't live in California because he went back to being actor Arnold. True, and yeah. I didn't live in California, so yeah. I just heard like he's kind of messing with the economy pretty yep. bad. It's yep. like he's an actor or something. <laughs> when has that ever worked out? Um, never. Mm-hmm. Literally, never times. Mm-hmm. Never. And you know yes. when it would work out? If George Clooney were to drop everything and run for office. And had like a team or, of people behind him. Or to if help his him. wife were to drop everything and run for office and he would be the first man. We should look up her name. Yes. <laughs> we should look it up. She's amazing. Um, look up George Clooney's wife. What's her name? She's a beautiful name too. And I love whenever, it's just like when uh, Tom Hanks got COVID-19. Amal Clooney. Amal is amazing. But it was like, there was a couple places I saw and people were like kind of trying to be smart, but they're like, Rita Wilson and her husband got COVID-19. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. Cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just wish I knew more names. Uh, Yeah, me too. Uh, But Amal Clooney is the coolest. Um, Anyway, what were we talking about? So yeah, so there was no, so it was just like cool actor Arnold and it was all cool. And he was just like, I didn't have a banana till I was 12. I was so poor. Now I'm in all these movies. And you're like, oh, cool. What a story. For the potassium while I was pumping iron. <laughs> and then he's he's a weird uh, uh, egomaniac, but you know. That's many, Look at my tiny horses. Many, many, many men. He's so cute now. Everyone's like, oh, he's so cute. I'm like, yeah. yeah. But at least he's yeah. not George W. Bush. That's true. Man, what a low bar. And at least he's like adhering to like, stay inside. Every, yeah, he's like know. trying to tell yeah, somebody. He's, he's using his celebrity That's true. for good um, at this point. So hopefully. Let's, let's talk life aquatic. Fuck Arnold Because now we get like, now we get like, what's that? <laughs> One on record. What'd you say? Fuck Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's fine. He could take it. He could. He he could He'll hear this fine. and go, ah, go for it. Try yeah, it. That's hilarious. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I gotta go do Conan, <laughs> the movie, not that guy, <laughs> not the show. Uh, okay, Life Aquatic. Here's the deal. Overall, overall thoughts. Um, I still like this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it a solid three stars. Good. I don't think it's up there for four. Okay. Because four is like liked it very much. Yes. And it's not a five star. Okay. Um, my issues with it are nothing to do with the production value. In fact, what I love about it is that it's getting closer to the artificial. But it's also, getting closer to it I don't know. I love the way like it also feels kind of like an adventure movie in that it's on mm-hmm. the water most of the time. Yeah. It's all shot on location. And that's great. I and even it. and even when they're because I'm an idiot and I don't know how movies work, even when they're like you know, the Hennessy, that's the Jeff Goldblum ship, is like mm-hmm. sinking and they have that footage of like, we found, and, and you were saying this was just on a set, you know, this yeah. is like in a, in a- Fellini set. In the Fellini set in Italy that they're filming. This is still like a water tank, you know. I'm like, cool. It still feels like you, like you said, it's an adventure movie. We're out there. I like the animation. I love the animation mm-hmm. in the it's film. It's so cool. The, the, ho- the seahorse, the shark, all everything in between. I love the colors. I love the colors. I love uh, the art design, everything about it. What I don't love about the movie- and I can't necessarily fault it is in the same way that I can't fault Royal Tenenbaums for being this, Rushmore, even Bottle Rocket. Bottle Rocket so far now has been, in rewatching it, the most innocent of the films. In, in the sense of there are characters that are truly the most likable, even though in Bottle Rocket yeah. they're criminals and they're trying mm-hmm. to be bad. But there's like likable guys. Max is a sociopath in Rushmore. Yep, yep, yep. And Bill Murray's character is a piece of shit in Rushmore. But mm-hmm. it's like, does do they learn? Does he learn? Is, is it all cool by the end? And there's other characters to really enjoy. Royal Tenenbaums, Royal, Gene Hackman, huge piece of shit. Other characters to really enjoy. Yes, there is. Uh, 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 ben Stiller's kids, you know, um, um, Danny Glover, Angelica Houston. Like, there's so many great characters to still kind of chew on, even if the movie's like, these characters, these few characters are depressed. We're going to do, we're going to delve into their depression and they have to make amends with their father and they have to go through what they're going through. And it's going to be hard, but it's still very whimsical. And then you get to Life Aquatic and it's like, Bill Murray's a huge piece of shit. And the movie at no point is trying to. Does the movie redeem him? I don't know. I think he just goes through a lot of life and loss. 
And I think that he does change by the end of the film, but it's so, that's not what the movie's about. The movie's about uh, him sort of, like when he sees the shark, that's the part that always almost chokes me up is when he, is Bill when Bill Murray sees the shark and starts to cry. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, that's what the movie's about. The problem is the movie spends the entire time making you hate this prick. And I feel like some I of it's lost I, you, by the time you get there. I don't know. I have a problem with all these movies where I'm yeah. I'm very empathetic <laughs> with all these sure. damn characters. Because they're all, I mean, they're all flawed people. They're all very fucked. I don't want a perfect character. I don't want that. Yeah. But I, but I do think that, I do think that it's very interesting that these four movies, and especially Life Aquatic, are I feel like kind of at odds with itself. It's at odds with itself only because the tone of so much of it, the setting, the backdrop, the art design, the animation is so whimsical, and this actual subject matter, things like uh, how the characters, the characters' viewpoints, like you know, things how the movie presents for the most part but not all the way like female characters all these kinds mm-hmm. of things are like they're like oh that's not great like i forgot that bill murray says like the f word for gay people like he yeah. says it one and you're like oh shit. i have he's a he's a, he's thoughts a, about this yeah he's a dick yes and this is this still and it's like it's crappy to say but it's 2004 yes so it's like okay even that is a completely removed world from movies today and what would what be you, you know stepbrothers yeah that came out five years later and it's still yeah I absolutely think. absolutely um even though there was like who says it in the oh it's it's his it's his older brother yeah 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 um what's his name adam adam scott, adam scott who's i think it's even his brilliant younger, it's his younger in that brother movie. um yeah it's his younger brother yeah older brother who's brilliant in that movie but uh but see adam scott is very much like don't have empathy for him and the only reason you do I in Step Brothers is because right at the end they show you that kite scene yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah. it Brandon you're doing it and then you're like and then he's crying and then you know so is it like is it this is it the same journey is it something where do you feel that the audience is supposed to struggle with being empathetic towards Bill Murray's yes, character towards Steve but also it's everything Steve does is a reaction to getting his feelings hurt mm-hmm. it's all his fragile masculinity yeah. it all is how his fragile masculinity relates to him having a shitty father his ideas towards fatherhood yeah so his like i hate fathers it's all a front and i never wanted to be so one. even him being homophobic is mm-hmm. all rooted in security true because at the end he's like we're all gay actually yeah. when when goldblum says that you're absolutely yeah. right that's a great point to bring up goldblum says you know we're not great husbands and then he says a line that's also kind of like oh that's weird he goes but i think i have an excuse i'm half gay or i'm part gay yeah and then bill murray's character steve who you would think would say an awful thing yeah he's like supposedly we all are he's like yeah we're all supposed to be a little bit and then they it's hug it it's out all a front. and it's yeah yeah everything this also yeah. it's supposed to be about celebrity and it's about to be yes your celebrity or your he's he's your a prick. father figure not being who you expected it to be that's true and making a like father a famous figure fa- yeah. out of who out of a famous person and out of a fantasy making a father Make figure a fan- out of yeah. a yeah out of a care out of a person who doesn't exist and yes. then you meet the person and it's you know and then what if it's, it's a actually your father yeah that's what it's about and he's a piece of shit so steve's still the center of the story even though the relationship between him and owen is like between him and ned is yeah. i think like the, the the sort of core emotional thing in the movie outside of because the beginning of it starts with steve being like esteban my friend esteban was killed who's played by what's the actor's name uh, just Cassell. Cassell. Seymour Cassell. Seymour Cassell, who's so amazing. Good. I didn't know it was him, dude. He's the Zisu. I thought he was. I thought they got some like Brazilian guy. No, they just <laughs> shaved his head. <laughs> he looks great. We gotta watch. Uh, um, not Step Brothers. We gotta watch. Uh, uh, uh what's it called? Stuck on stuck you. On we you. gotta watch. We don't stuck have on to you. watch. Stuck watch on you. It. No. Seymour Cassell so good in it. Let's just look up Seymour Cassell. Clips. Stuck on stuck you. On YouTube. 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 That's another That's one of those it. movies. Don't yeah. need the plot. Yeah, probably. But at the beginning, it's about him trying to get revenge for his friend. And even though so much of the the Steve Zissou films and world is so like artificial, and it's kind, you know, and it's like the audience that's even seeing it in Italy are like laughing at it or laughing at him at his responses because they because they think it's all kind of like well he is a fraud he's a fraud but he's it's gone by this whole time kind of bullshitting everything yeah, everything's it, embellished not only not nothing's only, that true i don't know if they think he's a fraud i think that they think he's in on it like he's trying to make like a comedic you know or like a fake looking like it's almost like the in this world they think he's the self-aware. audience yeah that the uh, exactly that they think he's self-aware that they think that this guy named Steve Zissou is trying to do a Cousteau 
knockoff or parody. Like, it's like I dropped the camera. And yeah, they all laugh. I- exactly. Why it's are like, they laughing? Yeah, why didn't you show the jaguar shark? Uh, and I dropped the camera, and then they laugh. Right. And so at the beginning, even though that's what the world is, and he's already kind of a joke, there was real emotion where he's freaking out because Seymour got eaten. His yeah. friend, or not Seymour, Esteban but Esteban was, was killed. And they show his eyes, and you know, and then they show Bill Murray as he's watching this part of the film, you know, as his character's like we're kind of reliving it. So already, I love that, and I'm already in on that. Mm-hmm. But then when Ned comes into the picture, that's what the story, the 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 Esteban revenge takes a backseat, and that's not really Steve's like emotional driving force. It's it's the relationship with Ned. Um, at least I think. I but mean, not I, you even know. yet for yeah. Steve. It takes a it takes a while. It takes a while to, Steve is to get so to that selfish point. and so self-centered that yep. it's all about the movie. Yep. And, uh, and everything goes wrong. His, yeah. And then when they go to, even when they go to rescue the, uh, the guy from Harold Mott. Stooge. Yeah. The Bond Company Stooge. Uh, Bill. Bill. Who was amazingly played by. Bud Court. Bud Court. Um, what else is Bud Court in? Uh, he's in, I think, some Roger Altman. Robert Altman? Robert Altman? Yeah. Roger movies. Rabbit is what Roger Rabbit He's movies. in Roger, Roger, Roger Rabbit movies. Cool. And uh, Love Harold him. and Maude. Uh, he was amazing. He's been a bunch of shit. He, I'm sure. And I'm like, yeah, Bud Court, I know that I know that name from like a Everything. bunch of movies. Mm-hmm. But even when they go rescue Bill, uh, they fail. Like he's not there at first. And it's all about we don't have any more gas. We have no mm-hmm. more money. We have nothing. And that's when. And then it works. The first time he's also like disappointed at himself. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. it's not really. But he does say it out loud yeah. for everyone. Because he falls down. He goes, did you get that? Good. We'll show him the reality. We'll show him that I'm just a washed up old man. And then he, and then he, he's like, let me talk to my son for a second. And you pointed out, you're like, that's the first time he's called him his son in the movie. And he t- and talks to him and stuff. And yeah, so it's there. Um, It's there. It's just like that the movie to me feels like it has a, there is a meanness to it. And I think it surrounds Steve. You know, there's a there's a meanness to the film. The way it's that it's a bitterness. That, yeah, it's bitter. But and I you think and it's... you pointed something out that I think made me like. I don't know if it made me. It, I don't know if it made me like or dislike the movie more, but it definitely brought what? it out. Which is, you told me as we're watching Keller that Bill Murray had a really tough time making this movie. Yeah, and I thought that's fascinating. Well, he was like, he had, it was demanding. He had to be in the water all the time. Yep. He was away from his family. Yep. He was in a foreign country. Yep. Like he. Just and, like exacerbated. And his character's supposed to be angry. He's supposed to be angry. And you were saying... I believe Bill Murray has had problems with anger in the past. Yeah, sure. So so, so to have this movie like make him go through that. Yeah. Because uh, um, I think yeah. it might even, there might be a little bit of... I, I don't know how much biography there is to it, but maybe... I don't I, know. I think there's there could be... Look, I don't know Bill Murray. Yeah. Uh, I really like Bill Murray's movies and I really like Bill Murray's appearances on talk shows and every time he's every time he's been himself in fact, he's portrayed just himself. today on uh, on Twitter uh, people were flipping out because he was on golf they cut to him and he's at home and like the camera's tilted and maybe he oh, was okay. saying inappropriate things or whatever and people were like mad at him but um, this is also the same telecast where they cut like Donald Trump called in and a bunch of people on Twitter are like what the fuck but a bunch of people are like yay go our president so mm-hmm. I feel like mm, maybe those MAGA people were trying to point at Bill Murray like Bill Murray get him out of here because Bill Murray is yeah. maybe cool but he's always since since I've been alive Bill Murray has always had this air of not arrogance not too cool for school but like he is cool and he's funny as hell and I think that he is um I think he's somebody that if you told me hey I know somebody who walked up to Bill Murray and said hey can I have an autograph and he was a jerk I would be like, yeah, I, I buy that, man. It's from Bill Murray. You yeah. know what I mean? As uh-huh. opposed to like... And I'd be happy Bill Murray was a jerk yeah. <laughs> to me. I'd be like, cool, because Bill Murray was a jerk. Because there's a level of, hey, don't bother Bill Murray. Like, yeah. totally, totally. But um, but whereas if you told me like, dude, I heard Lin-Manuel Miranda was a jerk, I'd be like, what? Like, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. the persona of how Bill Murray kind of carries himself. So I would not be surprised if there is... I don't I don't know if the, if the storytellers, Noah Baumbach mm-hmm. and uh, Wes Anderson who wrote it and Wes who directed it, we're trying to draw from Bill Murray, like to. I think to, they're also trying to draw from f- their dads. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah, I think that's another reason it hits hard with me. Yeah, is my dad's a piece of shit, <laughs> and uh, I wish he was Steve Zissou, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I think it does a decent job of showing the humanity in a flawed guy. that garbage person. Yeah, and him trying towards the end. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. do anything, he's letting himself feel things. Also, Steve Zissou needs True. therapy. 
Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, and again, it's this is not me coming down on the movie. And like, dying. I still... It absolutely does, especially because they so beautifully set up right before that hap- like the accident happens, and they crash in the water in the helicopter, and then he dies from his injuries. That's, a, that's to probably speak of. what's that when he says nothing to speak of. But oh. what did Jane's letter say? Oh, yeah, waves. yeah, that's true. Yeah, Kate Blanchett, who's great, and, and has wave. a very he flies I, f- off. I forgot Kate Blanchett has a very high accent in this mm-hmm. because I'm I think she I'm, can do anything. I'm used to her being down here for hella, for yeah. being down here, you know. But she can do anything. But that scene in the helicopter Watering. is wonderful because Steve held on to the letter, meaning... He it, did care he, the uh, entire time, and he right. did know the entire time. Which sucks, but also he did care. So it's an interesting, you know, uh, throughout the movie... It's fear. He's scared. Yeah. He's scared yeah. to be a bad dad. Mm-hmm. But he got him the correspondence. He asked him to be a part of the team, you know, like... Because I hate fathers, and I never wanted to be one. Yeah, and that's that's great. And maybe maybe I think that... Maybe the movie could have, the story could have done more with that. That, like, to just unpack that just a little bit more, maybe. About his father? About about Steve and and his father, but just about, like, Steve when he drops that line, which I think is, like, in so many ways, it's, like, the thematic linchpin of the whole movie. Well, also, you know? this, Wes Anderson said a thing, a theme of this movie is, like, finding family yeah, that's in not collaboration, your even. Cool. And it's just, like. Yeah, it's a film crew, which is great. Steve is just trying to make a new movie so we can have the gang together and he can mm. be the dad of he like he can the, be the dad, be yeah. the boss, he can have the family. Yeah. Like he's trying to hold anything together. Yeah. For True. Even when his own selfish purposes. Yes. But it's also just like even when it's like you guys should have quit. Just like mm-hmm. just how like when all the interns and oh my God, what's her name? Anna Marie, was that the character's name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who she's think it's her yeah. Mostly topless in the movie. Like she's very often topless. Mm-hmm. She's hanging out, which is like cool, but there's another part of me it's like okay, whatever. Cool, cool. Um when she leaves, when they all leave, that's really when everybody on the team should have been like we should we need to go home. This yeah. is this is nuts. So we need to call, you know, the coast guard or whatever. But then they went and saved Bill and everything was fine. Um not well, it wasn't everything fine. Ned died. But back to when Ned died. I think that's a great moment. That helicopter shot is awesome. So fucking good. With the water hitting the yep. feet and everything. But um yeah, and I loved the again the letter exchange. Uh, I I don't know if I totally 100% bought the Kentucky accent, but again, this is not 100% our world. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't care. That's a made up airline. Exactly. Yeah, Kentucky, what was it? Kentucky Airlines, is Kentucky that what it was? Kentucky Air. Kentucky Air. That's the point is that this movie I think is is inching closer. In fact, taking a couple leaps closer to that more artificial animation world mm-hmm. and then with his next movie which we're going to talk about in a few days like he pulls it back and goes full drama in my opinion i think he goes way more it's pretty f- realistic and grounded but again i haven't sure. seen it in yes. when did it come out oh seven i'd say yes i haven't seen it in 13 and that years. there's less of the artifice to oh, it yes. i don't think there's any stop motion and then he goes 180 after that and goes fantastic mr fox mm-hmm. like it like it's a very interesting three film you know little trajectory but um yeah that was a great emotional moment Best character in the movie, probably because he, first of all, Willem Dafoe. It's Klaus. 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 Best character in the movie. He's so fucking funny. He's so funny. He's so perfect. Are you two fighting? So good. <laughs> Just smiling in yeah, the hot tub. In the, in the sauna. Fucking um, jacked as hell. And this is like Willem Dafoe coming off of Spider-Man in 2002. So it's yeah. like he's the Green Goblin. And then he's this little like, I always thought of you as a father. You're like, what do you do? I thought of you both as my dad's. As my dad's. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that was a cool little mini- arc for him too because when steve zissou said hey you might be on b squad but you're leader of b squad i'm like yes see that's what steve that's what he needs to do in his relationships even though he needs to um not boss people around but like he needs to do what he needs to do to get shit done he needs to be aware of other people of their feelings and mm-hmm. all he needed to say mm-hmm. was klaus you're my you're my dude mm-hmm. so you need to be leader of b squad and i'm taking these other chumps you know this that's all that's all it takes Klaus, he learned your that, A yeah. squad. Yeah, and then he looked at him like it's it like the most determined look yeah. I've ever seen. That was Green Goblin <laughs> level of fierceness. So he's the best character. Very nice, fun, sort of simple character. Um, I love the ba- the detail you pointed out where he's in the background, which is great. It's so funny. It's yeah, when really they're both great. going ho. Yeah, and he's in the background, blurry, like also moving his <laughs> yeah, hand, yeah. like doing that. Um, yeah. Uh, I love that Kate Blanchett was pregnant in this, and it's part of the story. And I'm like, yeah. that's not how do how did that happen? How did that happen? Did they talk about that in any of the special features? Which what? again, you did, which is awesome. 
What? Like, at what point did Wes Anderson know, hey, we're getting Kate Blanchett. Hey, she's going to be five months pregnant when we film. Hey, let's make it a part of the well, story. Well, she, pre- she wasn't showing when they started filming. Oh. And they uh, gave her a fake belly for the beginning of the shoot. Oh, and then, yeah. she caught up to it. Mm-hmm. And then they showed her real belly. Yeah. Wow. But I'm saying story-wise, <clears throat> story-wise. I'm not entirely sure. I think it might have been in the script. So they, but they weren't looking for an actor that was pregnant. They were like, "We're going to." Sure. They're like, "We're going to Kate Blanchett," not and she was sure like, "I'll that. do the film. Mm-hmm. I just got pregnant." Yeah, and they went, "Great, let's roll with it. We'll make it your boss. You know, impregnated you. You guys are having I an would. affair." I'd be like, "Yeah, we're not losing Kate Blanchett." No, I know. And yeah. in fact, not only are we not losing Kate Blanchett, we're having pregnant Kate Blanchett. Yeah. So it's like, that's so cool. Like, you know, she'll be able to look back on that and be like, "Yeah, I." That's my baby, and we filmed mm-hmm. the movie. Like, <laughs> my baby's in my belly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was reading a book to him. And I was making out with Owen hard. Owen yep. Hard. The dolphin saw. Baby must have kicked. God damn it, I'm sick of these dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I don't know. I, I feel like, the the I think the thing I'm trying to say to kind of sum up, if I can, if I can, and you have helped me, Keller, with, with, with how I feel about the Steve Zissou character and the whole thing is that, like, there's a meanness, there's a bitterness. Does it take away from what the film is offering or does it add to it? And is this film as successful at what it sets out to do as Royal Tenenbaums is, which we talked about last week was like, it's pretty damn successful. Like I think, like I think that Royal Tenenbaums has moved up in my, in my mind in terms of how I viewed it. Um, and so did Bottle Rocket, but Rushmore kind of went down a little bit because I'm like, I think it's a little too mean and a little too bitter and, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, and so it's got some, yeah. Uh, I don't know. How do you feel about it? We never did your I, overall thoughts. Uh, we just now got to them. Okay, it's great. <laughs> I love this movie. Okay. This is my favorite of all of them. This is number one with a goddamn. Oh, out of all easy, the Wes Anderson easy, films, dude. Easy. I love this movie. Outside of Fantastic Mr. Fox, I, I'm like maybe me too. Maybe Here's me the too. Deal. I know what you're saying yeah. about him being mean. Yes. And that, but I, it's so. It's one of my favorite like father son movies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in that it shows the son want the dad and then accept that he doesn't need the dad. Need the dad. And, and then, then like befriends the dad. Like yeah, yeah. and then uh yeah. the dad realizes he's been a piece of shit the entire time. And the son is like, You need me. Yes. So I'm gonna come over here and I'm gonna whip your ass into shape. Lead these it's men. It's like somebody said, uh I think yeah. it was Peter Bogdanovich who read the script. Mm-hmm. He said he opens the safe and instead of the money, Ned's there because mm. there's the hole and he just sees mm. Ned. And that is true. Like Yeah. Uh what that's that's his what inheritance. Steve wanted literally the entire time was, was Ned. Ned. And he was there. And he was there and he could have had it and the he, entire time. And he and tried right to shape when he him. has it, he loses yeah. Ned. Yeah. He loses his son. And he tried to shape that he's Ned. finally accepted as to into a his, way that his it image. would fit, but because he tries to shape everything into his yeah, image, because it's yeah. all part of the documentary, but it's real life. It's actually, it's, but happening. it's his ego. But it's mm-hmm. his, you know, yeah. It's all the artifice of his masculinity. Yeah, and him. I don't know. No, it's, it's everything. Awesome. And I think, I think, I maybe, think it conveys it more convincingly than I don't know. Than than Royal Tenenbaums, maybe Royal, at least. Yes, like, uh, but the other characters in Royal Tenenbaums, to me, had they more pick up the slack for the Gene emotional, Hackman. totally. Like uh-huh. there are moments with Ben Stiller where I'm like, fuck, that can make me cry if I think about it. There are and moments Gene with Hackman Luke Wilson sitting in the back of the and looking at yes. Ben Stiller. That's such so a good moment. Maybe I think with Zisu, I think because because of the the character and and sort of and 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 how Steve Zisu like interacts with his you know, chosen family and the bitterness and that meanness that's kind of there, I think maybe that prohibits a little bit more of that emotionality hitting versus like in Royal Tenenbaums, he's at least trying to connect with the grandkids. He's mm-hmm. at least, try, you know, at least Royal is scamming everybody, but like it's because he wants to be there emotionally or like maybe not emotionally, but, but he wants to be point, there. But Royal yeah. has lost everything. That's Royal true. So has it was for money. nothing to lose. But then, you know what I love about the movie? Alec Baldwin as a narrator is telling us, you know, at this point, Royal realized that he had probably told the truth when he was like, but that these was are the best six everything. days. Right. But he goes, these are the best six days of my life. And he made that realization like, oh, shit. These I are feel the like best Steve made the life. same realization. And maybe I'm missing like, an Alec right Baldwin having his, narrator. Yeah. I don't think so. No. I think it gives you <laughs> But it's a different, it. it's a like, different tone. It's a different movie. Like the yeah. whole... Him looking at the shark is the, is the sweet spot for me, man. Him it's, looking at the shark also... It is hilarious, but it is a touching moment when like, here's the flag... <laughs> 
here's Klaus with the dolphin. Here's yes, uh, that's my son. Yeah. He was my son. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was great too. That was great too. So maybe maybe that's maybe that's all kind of coloring my my read of the movie right now. You know, you're saying that Bill Murray had a tough time, and maybe there's some there's some angry real life Bill Murray in the character. But again, I think that at like does it take away? Well, does it he add? made it's, sure like. He made a point to not get too buddy buddy on set, even though he was with mm. all those people, because mm. he wanted to to be Steve, be able to stay in that. That's tough. But also, he hated being in that. Yeah, you know? like, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. What was the next time Bill Murray appeared in Wes Anderson movies, or has he not? He's since? in fan- he's in Darjeeling. He's in Darjeeling. And he's in Fantastic Mr. Okay. Fox. Okay, I want to see he's in every every single one. one. I want to see what his what except uh, for Bottle Rocket, what his character is like in Darjeeling. Because I want to see if Wes was like, okay, thanks for doing that for me, bud. Well, he's now, not much this of anything. character, right? Just a little cameo or something. Kind of. Because I know it's 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 Jason Schwartzman, mm-hmm. Owen Wilson, mm-hmm. Adrian Brody mm-hmm. coming in out of left field. Yeah. With the with hey, well, I was Willem in, Dafoe I was in came King out of Kong. left field. True, but Willem's amazing. True. He's, he's so good. He didn't come out of left field. He came riding in on a goblin glider. Well, true. Like, yeah. ah, can Spider Man <laughs> come out to play? And they're like, yes. And Wes Anderson is like, no, but you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so. Let's go to Italy. Another, yeah, so. I, I also love the way this movie looks. It all looks over amazing. Italy. It looks so that's, good. See, that's why it's my boat. favorite so far. I love the studio. That's why it's my favorite so far. Because even if I get more, even if I, if, even if in my mind I get a little bit more emotion. Well, little, I even. You know, in Royal. I've said this whole time. Yeah. Maybe even Royal Tenenbaums is a better movie. Uh, you know, I'm with you. But I think I prefer but Life I prefer Aquatic. Life Aquatic. I'd rather watch it. It's I'd so rather fun look to look at, at it. I fucking love Sal George's music. I'd the rather entire hear time. it. I went and saw him. Yep. three years ago. But the, play the Brazilian all this guy. music, amazing. And it was so amazing. Does he, he do more Bowie? Opera House. He did all Bowie. Did he do anything other than Bowie? No. That's he played, awesome. He played this entire movie. Did Bowie know about him? They must have met. Yeah. How, did Bowie, he, they, how did Bowie feel about him? He had to have loved it. That's awesome. I don't know, right? How could you not love these and, versions of these songs? And that artist also did the translation, or is it just like... Are there, I think he did it too. Yeah. yeah. I think he... So he must have heard all of Bowie's music in... He knew Bowie. In, 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 he knew him. Who like, doesn't fucking... David Bowie true. is Everybody an international... Like, but now I'm... I'm he, um, he crosses borders like no one else. For sure. He is a... Yeah, you're right. He is a super megastar. Uh-huh. So I'm like... One this, of the what's greats. the what's a musician's name? David Bowie. No, the Sao George. Sao George. Mm-hmm. So Sao George is in Brazil. Little kid yes. discovers David Bowie music, loves it, and then like at some point is like, "This is great." I'm also going to put. You it should in listen Portuguese. to his other music. It's awesome. That's not Bowie. That's just his own yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. It probably He's is. Got a bunch of shit. Super talented. It's super super great. great. So so you're right. So for me, it comes down to um, great cast in this. Not so a, good. even not as funny. Like I wasn't laughing as much as Royal this time. This time, but it has some amazing, great moments. But I think it's, but I think it's that type of comedy that that's not what it's about. It's not even necessarily about like making you laugh out loud. Like the scene where Donald Donald Glover, not Donald Glover, Danny Glover, no relation, Mm -hmm. falls in the pit. That's a straight up Pratt fall. I'm like, that's a comedy bit. I'm sure that has something to do with the story and the thematical nature of the bit. But I'm like, that shit's just funny. And I feel like something like that might be a little out of place in this but there's also crazy bits of like i love when he falls down the stairs yeah how'd you get my espresso machine fucking stole it man fucking stole it man yeah (laughs) bud court has the best line in this entire movie yeah and then by cody when they could get cody i was so sad sad. i thought i thought i misremembered and thought that they got cody no i wish they'd gone back me too but also cody is back home that's true those are the people who owned cody that's true many of them dead now yeah that's true killed all of team hennessy That's true. That's true. And made soup from his turtles. Dear God. I love that escaped. entire sequence. Yeah. It's a hotel fun. sequence. It's, it's really so fun. much fun. It's great camera work and great, uh, you know, it feels like, and not, I, Cannibal, I, 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 I feel like I was eavesdropping a little bit when you were listening to the commentary because at one point I know Wes Anderson. What Anderson's, the fuck, dude? I, I'm, I live here. Dude. But Wes you Anderson know better. around that sequence was saying something about how he's not an action director. Yeah. So no, it was the boat sequence that he said that. Oh, when when the pirates uh-huh. came in and took yeah. over the so like so even just hearing that sentence and then we sat and watched the movie tonight, I think I appreciated more well, I the even, action sequences because yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is not an action director and like they're going for and it. And I think it's silly still. <laughs> it's like, really silly. 
the staging and it's all, you know, and even when they're like running over the hills when they're on the island or the peninsula or whatever to the hotel. Or even Bill Gunn just looks, all, Bill Gunn, Bill Murray looks hilarious shooting a gun. It's true. Just like, it's true. <laughs> I don't know. In a robe and shit. Like, and Wes Anderson said, the thing is, if you give Bill Murray a gun, he wants nothing more than to just empty that clip. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. There's your anger issues right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so far, I think I, I've decided my ranking is going to go. From the bottom to the top, Bottle Rocket, Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums, Life Aquatic. It's it's that in, does make it's, me happy. It's you in this had order. me worried at the beginning of well, this. Well, again, it's because I'm not wrestling. That, I'm wrestling with the not that story. I'd be mad. Right, but I'm but I'm wrestling with the story, and I'm like, how Do much? Do you see your dad in this? Probably, especially now that my dad has like full white hair and full white beard. Oh yeah, he's yeah, yeah. full Papa Smurf mm-hmm. looking guy. Mm-hmm. Um, probably. I see. I think I see myself in Bill Murray. I see myself in Owen Wilson. I see myself in, in Kate Blanchett. I see myself. I'm five months pregnant right now. I see myself in, uh, you look good. <laughs> thanks. You look good. Thank you. That's not a fake belly. Nope. Nope. We swapped it out. Is this a belly from quarantine? Cause I've just been having ice cream sandwiches every day. No, I'm pregnant. <sighs> we need more ice cream sandwiches. I'm pregnant. I might have one after this. Um, you will. So it, it, it's about like me just kind of swimming through that meanness of the film but, but I also, feel like it's... I'm swimming through, uh, 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 and again, it's not even just Bill Murray's character, but it's about like Rushmore feels way more mean to me. It is, and he's a sociopath, and it's true, you know, and it's but also even yeah. like Bill Murray's mean in that movie. He like, is. He's straight up he fucking is. with his child. He is, and there's there's a lot of meanness in Royal Tenenbaums, and there's a little bit of meanness in mostly from James Caan in Bottle Rocket. Yeah, but but it's like, but for me. This had meanness, and it's not just Bill, it's not just Steve Zissou, but also the film itself is like, okay, now you're going to laugh at, now this guy's the uh, the um, hostage, right, Bill. And it's like, at times it's like, are we supposed to be laughing at some of the um, kind of tragedy that's unfolding because the tragedy is unfolding in a way that's not super melodramatic, It's not, but it's just very like, sometimes it's matter-of-factly like, this character dies, like, uh, you know what I mean? Only- that kind of humor, but... At the same time, it it's that's just the world that we live in, and it also gives you these little moments of of very matter of fact, you know, like Bill Murray with the Italian kid at the end of the movie who's actually a, a, playing a German kid, you know, just little moments like that where where I don't know. Do you know? I know what, what you're help saying. Me out, help me out. Like the meanness, but also Bill Murray is adamant about getting Bill back. Like yeah, it exactly. becomes his mission. He's exactly. going to save the Bond company student who's giving shit to at the beginning. And also, remember, his insecurity made him be mean to Bud Court at the beginning. Mm-hmm. He's like, and well, then they I'm were also cool. a human being. Yeah, and, and then like, they were like, cool. And they mm-hmm. said, let's get some teamness in this. And then they, you know, did, did the thing. Bud Court has an adorable smile. You're right. He's really, yeah, it's really adorable. Um, yeah, so it's like, it, I, if it was are, another dark comedy. I like the glimpses of humanity you do see in Bill Murray's character. Yes, like, yes. And it is, I don't know, like... Him caring that the pony fish is about to die. Right. Him, uh, right. And holding that glass above his, you know, what a great specimen. Him picking up the kid, putting mm-hmm. him on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like he cares about animals and children. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least he cares about children by the end, after his experience. No, he cared about Werner at the beginning. That's true. He took the he took the seahorse. Mm-hmm. But I think that, that, yeah, him putting him up on his shoulders is definitely He's symbolic just of like. He's to be a father. Yeah. It's classic. You don't watch it. You don't know. It's classic Captain Picard bullshit. That's it's what they did in Star Captain, Trek: yeah, The Next Generation. Yeah, he was he afraid of kids, and I was like, what? legitimately really? afraid of legitimate. Children? Like, like to he, see... he did not want to be around them. That's hilarious. Because he was so stressed about like, could I be a father? Yeah, like you know, like having that responsibility of like you know, and it's so weird because that TV show put kids on the ship. Because that version of Star Trek was There's like a daycare center, dude. Yes. Honestly, that should it was be a so thing. big. That should be a thing. It was so big that it was like not only was the crew on there, but the crew had their families. So that's I'm like, the way that's it should weird. Be. No, it's not weird. No. I think you should go on a five year mission, and you that's it. No, no. You should. If it, the ship is that big, <laughs> yeah, I'd you say bring them. But you're going out into deep space. Every job you don't know what's going to happen. Childcare. Uh, that I agree with. So, but not every job should have. You could bring your wife and kids with you. Well, they're not you could supposed bring your to be husband and kids the with you. They're not supposed to be going and fighting other aliens. I know. And I know. Shit. That's why I'm like, oh it's like, man. This is exploration strictly, but it was weird. Bullshit. And every and, and and a few times when things got dicey, they'd be like, separate the saucer saucer section, and like the crew would be on the saucer and like separate from the rest of the ship. I'm like, why even have your families out there? That's so damn dangerous. It's <laughs> a good point. Don't even you have do a good it. Point. Um, whatever. This movie's great. It is great. Yeah. I love this movie. It's got a hard edge to it, but you know what? It does have a hard edge to it. So do dads. Oh my God. Dads are assholes. Dads fucking suck. Dads suck. They they are not, they're not great. It takes an hour. They're human beings. 
30 minutes to get the da- a dad to be like, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, you, I'll call, you, you can call me dad. <laughs> Papa Steve. Um, any- I try to think of a word, something that might. Yeah, Papa Steve. Is there anything else that you wanted to share about, like you watch the behind the scenes, you watch the special features, anything else? I want to go everywhere in Italy that they went. Yeah, beautiful. Um, beautiful. I love Mark Mothersbaugh's score. It's great. As well as Sao George's music. And it, that's great too. And the electronic bit in the beginning. I love where, yeah, where they're diving and he's listening yeah. to the music and dancing in a swimsuit. That's, yeah. That electronic music, I love how it comes back during the hotel Citrone scene. Orchestral. Orchestral. Beautiful. Those strings are so fucking cool it's in that great. scene. It's great. It's super great. It's so good. Thor Ragnarok, baby. Thor Ragnarok, baby. <laughs> Wait, what other, we have to have some more connections in this, right? Uh, other than Mark Mothersbaugh, right? Well, we got Willem Dafoe. That's Kate that Blanchett is in that, Thor Ragnarok. Oh fuck, that's another. That's two Thor Ragnaroks in yeah. this. Yeah, Owen Wilson is Lightning McQueen. True, and that's Pixar, and that's that's Disney, finally so a that's connection. Close, we made that's it. close to Marvel. Mm-hmm. I can't wait until he's in the Avengers. Um, I don't know, man. There's some actors that I'm like, don't. Did you see that Vincent Cassell from Ocean's Twelve? Vincent Cassell, who does the the uh, oh. he's like the yeah he's like the French thief guy who does that cool little thing. Cassell's son. I don't know. I think his name is Vincent Cassell. He's in. Is, he's in like Seymour Cassell's son. I'm gonna have to look it up. I don't think so. But Probably he not. is currently, I think, in season three of Westworld. Right. Really. And the, he did an interview, and of course, because you know this is the state of the internet, they knew that the the title that would be the most clicky is if you sum it up with, he was like, I don't want to be in superhero movies. Those movies are for kids. Is what Vincent Cassell said mm-hmm. on on top of an entire interview about. It's like what the fuck else. is Westworld, champ? Dude, I know. But Westworld, he was like, he was like, I've never, he's like, like the I've DC never done, universe made a TV show. Yeah, he's like, I've never done television, but this was a very interesting character, and they're doing very interesting things. Blah, 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 blah. And like, it's like anytime I Ragnarok, bro. anytime I hear that from an actor, I'm like, okay, man, you Jason Statham, like, don't be in superhero movies, then just don't do them. You don't have to like, yeah, go be in the transporter instead, Jason. Statham. Seriously, you don't have like, and also it's like he's in. The biggest superhero franchise exactly. there is, but Jason Statham has gone on record saying like he doesn't get the superhero I stuff. I don't get it. But he, but even though he, do, I feel like he might not know that it's basically the same as like the big action mm-hmm. Fast and Furious stuff that he's a part of. It he's already fine and he's great. He can do that shit and it's fine. Or what else is he in? Like, God, what was he in that I just watched? Is he in The Gentleman? No, that's Matthew McConaughey. Oh, but yeah. you know, just like a guy Richie, whatever. Um, it's not good. I'm not the Gentleman see it. is not good. Mm-mm. I think I liked Aladdin more. That movie's not s- about toxic masculinity. It is. And you saw the... F- it's but it, not about it. <laughs> it's just a showcase <laughs> it of is. it. It just is it. You saw the first like 10 minutes of Guy Ritchie's Aladdin. It bummed me out I'd rather watch to an enormous level. Aladdin than Gentleman again. I'd rather just watch... Which Guy Ritchie movie would you watch if you had to watch one over and over again? <sighs> would it be Sherlock Holmes? Maybe. Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law are charismatic enough. Yep. yep. And some of that shit is pretty cool. And Rachel McAdams. Yeah. I'll take it. And Mark Strong. I'll take it. As the villain. I'll take it. Well, who's who's in part two then? Uh, Rachel McAdams again? No. Moriarty comes in the second one. It's uh, Jared Harris. He's the bearded guy, right? Jared Harris. Yeah, he's good. Who's great. But, Um, you know. I don't know. What else did Guy Ritchie do? Lock stock. Oh, you know what? Barrel snatch. Maybe. No, wait. I'm thinking of Matthew Vaughn. I'm like, Kingsman? No, that's not him. That's Matthew Vaughn, who I'm like. Same vibe. Yeah, same vibe. Same vibe. Anyway, um, I think we're pretty much running out of time here. Are we? We can go forever. This we can. This movie's the best. I've already. I love the stop motion uh, animation. You, you want to hear I something want, fun? I have the shoes from this movie. Yes. I have been Steve the Zissou hat. for multiple You got Halloweens. the jacket? I don't have, like, we gotta I get just it. made something. We got to get I it. I need everything. We got to get movie. you. We, you have the hat, or we have to get it for you. I have a red beanie, but okay. it's not the it's not. It's not the beanie. No. Um. Yeah, man, this movie want, makes me want to go out on a boat. It makes, makes me want to get some sun. It makes me want to look at the boat from a distance. Yeah, <laughs> I want to go onto this boat as it's docked. Keller, do we have any reviews that we can read? Any oh, I don't new reviews? So. No. Okay, just no, do just do a quick check. Us. In the meantime, I can tell everybody right now that I cannot wait to get to the next Wes Anderson film, which is uh, Darjeeling Limited. The Darjeeling Limited, and I can tell you right now where you can watch it if you wanted to watch it. It is actually... I just blanked what I was looking up. You were looking up um, comments. Okay. That's what you... Yeah, look, yeah, you, yeah. you do that. He, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. He, he's on Just Watch. I'm peering over. I'm like, Keller. That's, that's the right. wrong Here, thing. The Darjeeling Limited from 2007 <clears throat> is currently streaming on HBO Now, HBO Go for uh, subscribers. This just says go fuck yourself, so yeah, oh, that's not a good Really? 
Should we no, not? We don't have that. That'd be great. <laughs> um, it's also on DirecTV for subscribers. So if you don't have HBO Now, HBO Go, DirecTV, you can still rent it for like three or four bucks on Amazon, Redbox, YouTube, Apple, Bad Bam. Again, Bila. there's the criterion. It's great. Yep. I can't wait to get to it, man. I really, I remember liking it and I can't wait to see how I feel about it anew. Maybe it'll be my favorite. Maybe it'll be my second favorite, third favorite. I don't know. But I know that once we get to Fantastic Mr. Fox. I know Mr. that's going to be your favorite. That's my number one with a bullet. Yeah. Because I feel like and that, that is that the. that might be my number two. That's great. I'll take it. But. I'll take it. I just, it's just like Guillermo del Toro. Wes Anderson does. animation more than anything. Yes. Anyway. And, and Wes Anderson makes these rated R films and I'm like. At the same time, I don't know if this needed to be. Is there things that could have happened where it's not rated R? What's I don't your, want what's, that. Your, what's your soft spot? Do because we, you nobody know? younger should see these movies. Because right. no one, like, again, I saw this movie probably too young. Yeah. It came out when I was 13 years yeah. old. And I wanted to see it more than anything, and I didn't see it probably, actually. But this is just like... When a, I saw like, it, I loved it, actually. It's a, it's a very, like, artistic, uh, adult a comedy for adults for mm-hmm. grown-ups that's all it is and that's fine and that's great and that's what it should be and it even kind of pushes what people's ideas of animation is truly a little bit if you're putting that kind of animation in a movie like this it's like oh yeah. shit i forgot we could do this kind of cool stuff to get this it almost harkens back to like tim burton when he was doing you know even it's though the tim same burton, guy who did Coraline and yeah. james the giant peach yep. who did all this animation selick yeah so even though tim burton was making like effectively kids movies with beetlejuice and all that kind of crap like there's still enough creepy stuff that was like stop motion in his live action movies that it's like hey you could have you know you could have made like uh-huh. done some of that in sweeney todd i don't know push it further i don't know um done stuff for adults anyway go everybody go watch darjeeling limited i love the stop motion and it's movies, awesome though. and it's pretty like fluid and it looks pretty dang good and the shark is really beautiful at the end and you see you know and it's just like esteban and it's like he's like letting go of that memory and he's you know he's letting go of everything and he says i wonder if he remembers me and you're like whoa what are you talking about that's <laughs> impactful that is a line about like he's thinking Pyramid. about his whole life and he's thinking about you know does anybody remember me yeah i remember you I remember you. I'll remember I you for the rest of my Remember you. Will you remember me? Don't let your hand pass you by. All right, <laughs> go watch Darjeeling Limited. It's streaming pretty much everywhere. HBO, no, it's just HBO. Just kidding. It's just rentable. Directv or something. Yeah, it's HBO and and Directv. Um, le- drop us a comment. Leave a comment if you listen to this. Wait, what? I have more. Go. How do you feel about the female characters in this one? Mixed, truly mixed. Angelica Houston's amazing. And um, the smartest person and the, and, the entire and, time. And so it's a great little, you know, but she is and kind of like... And even Topless Anne Marie the entire time is the was smartest like smarter, person. Yeah, and I'm like, and that's awesome. Like, we wouldn't have died if you'd listened to me. That's true. That's true. That's true. So it's like... It, and it's, Kate Planchett is... It's fantastic. Yeah. But it's but it's it's a thing where it's like these female characters are existing in a world that is a little bit misogynistic for a for a while until True. until the world itself kind of led by Steve Zissou sort of corrects and course corrects and fixes also, it. Also, Angelica Houston takes none of it. That's true. But she le- but then but then again, she leaves and goes to like her ex husband's mm-hmm. house. You're like, oh, okay, what? A, you know, it's not like she goes to like her own house mm-hmm. or to like you know what I'm saying. It's like there, it's but still she's just hanging out with. <laughs> With that guy, that, guy, that yeah. kid, that who actually with was just a guy abs. who uh, was a caretaker for that house. So I, I think to answer your question, Keller, not as ugh, as like Miss Cross in mm-hmm. Rushmore, where I'm like, what are you doing? Um, not as sort of, I guess, sweet and innocent and and nice as um as uh, I'm forgetting the character's name from Bottle Rocket, who is the uh, oh, works yeah. at the hotel. Like she mm-hmm. was just like kind of great, like yeah. kind of lovely. Um, but did fall in love with Luke Wilson way too fast. But, but also still, she was like, no, idiot. She's like, I'm Can't not going with this crazy. Yeah. Um, and maybe not as deep as Royal Tenenbaums because Gwyneth Paltrow's character, although, again, we talked about her being a bit of a caricature, like you get to some real shit and it's mm-hmm. really great and she does great and everybody's great. So like there's some fun and greatly performed character, female characters in the life aquatic but they're not super the focus and i would True. say the main one is Kate blanchett and she kind of has an interesting like you know i i, mean, I had an affair with my boss but i'm going to keep the baby 
but I'm, I need to find a dad for this baby, but maybe I don't and I'll be with Owen Wilson, but maybe I won't. And I'll, you know, and so, and, and then Bill Murray's still kind of flirting with her and you're like, man, this is like third movie in a row. Bill Murray has it for a younger lady in the, in the script. I think in that the is a yeah. point of the script though, correct, to correct. make you know that he is kind of a scumbag. Uh, kind of a scumbag. That's the way yeah. it is in every one of them. Exactly. Who knows? Will he be married to a, a woman his own age? I guess he was in this. Angelica Houston yeah. was kind of his, his lady. Wasn't Scarlett Johansson. I still have never seen Lost in Translation. Do they get together? It's on the list. Do they? Is that part of it? It's Ugh. on the list. Sophia. It's on the list. Co- is that Sophia Coppola? Yeah. Coppola. That movie's about loneliness, though. Yeah. Makes sense. You should watch it. I want to. I'll it's watch good. it. I'm interested. I'll watch it. Good movie. I think Bill Murray's a great actor, and I think Scarlett Johansson is a great actress. Mm-hmm. So I'll watch it. Wow. I will remember, remember you. Okay. <laughs> Any, anything else before we wrap out? Um, I don't know. This is the peak of uh, it's the, a peak. what we've done. This is it. This is it. And it will not be visited again, this peak, until we get to Fast Five weeks from now. Yep. <laughs> that's the other peak in that. Damn, that's the next peak. I've already, by the way. Let's go down in maybe this, this valley is, Maybe this is a little too much of a tease because we still have... No, we have the rest of this week and then one more week of Wes. Mm-hmm. We've got plenty of time. Um, but and I've this already, isn't the peak because we've still got Fantastic Mr. Fox. That I know. And in my brain, I've already mapped out how we're going to tackle Fast and Furious. I don't know what that means. Oh, it's you a will. bit of a bummer. Mm, you will. To hear. We're going to do one and two at once and uh, then do uh, one at... Uh, 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 I like that idea. Uh, 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 tell me. Uh, 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 You're going to tell me when we, when we stop. Chronological, baby. No, we're gonna do it in. No. no, we're doing it in release order. No, we're doing it in release mm, order. I have it. I have thoughts. <laughs> no, I have thoughts, dude. It's the rules of the podcast. Rules uh, of the podcast. This is quarantine. There are no. no rules. Hector, I don't have pants on. If anybody, yes, you do. I'm pooping right now. You're pooping right now. No rules. Yeah. Quarantine. No guests. It's no rules. Awful. There's only one rule in quarantine. Only one there rule in quarantine. No rules. No Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go watch the movie. We'll see you in two days on Wednesday with a brand new episode of uh, The Quarantine Time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>